What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Kyle Conkeel, here with another episode of the Just STFU podcast. Today is a very special podcast. This is technically episode number 21, but I'm debuting the Ripcast, which is where I interview band and crewmates of the Bad Wolves Touring Coalition. So, you know, I don't like to be on here too long in the front, but the very first episode of the Ripcast is with none other than Robert Brown, our front of house and on and off again tour manager for the Bad Boys. He's one of my favorite peeps in the world, so be sure to go follow him on Instagram as well, at Robbie Brown Sound. So, let's just get on with it. Here's the podcast. have a joint um yes <laughs> you you got a you got a rip room in that house i mean in my studio is my rip room it's it's the only room i'm allowed to rip in oh okay can you turn your microphone up for me just a little bit yeah is that better a little bit more give me some more heat oh boy there we go that's okay. what i'm talking about yeah i just i don't want to have to like Add a bunch of post-processing to your voice to make it louder. Yeah, you don't need to. My voice is fucking perfect. <laughs> Damn, I, w- I w- You know what? Like, I'm not a fan of smoking in the house. But Only so- weed. Cigs in the house is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Um. But sometimes, like, sometimes I wish I could do this podcast outside. I mean, I probably could. It would just be, like, a bunch of birds chirping and shit in the background and, you know, fucking ambulances and shit. But, like, sometimes I just want to rip on the podcast. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Just, like, sit here. You know, I got an icy cold beverage. You know, just, like, rip the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's ways that you could do the rip cast. <laughs> there's... <laughs> You could you could easily get a little iPhone or iPad interface and just rig outside. I think I think that's what I'm going to name this um, these three episodes: Ripcast. 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 That's amazing. <laughs> so for those of you who are just are just tuning in, you're a piece of shit. First of all, you should have been listening. You don't know, fast forward my fucking podcast. You piece of shit. <laughs> Um, so what I'm going to be, what I'm doing these next few weeks is I'm going to have some of the Bad Wolves crew on the homies that, you know, we've toured with for a really long time. And, you know, Brown here has been there since pretty much day one. Yeah. All but one show you guys played like months before the first tour. Yeah, it was a couple, I think it was a couple weeks before the first tour. I we did. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, we did uh we did Jose Mangan's birthday party at the Affliction warehouse. That's right. That's right. Great he... great venue. <laughs> <laughs> um it was like it's where he it's like I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like a clothing store, but there's like a section 
on the bottom floor that he has like just for doing his radio and like he can like close it off to like the public and shit. That's sick. And uh, yeah, that was a, that was a super fun show. And then minus that, there was only one time where you couldn't come on tour with us, and we got Ross right. the Boss. <laughs> I fucking love Ross, man. I'm so glad he did it. Ross Landis, not actually Ross the Boss, because there is an artist named Ross the Boss. He was on 70k. I I always get shit from uh, Chris about not doing that tour, you know, <laughs> about how they were the biggest shows and they were the best shows and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I've been touring for a decade. It's literally been one time ever. Now, Brown. I had to be like, I got to sit this one out, boys. Yeah. You know, I mean, when we first started to that point, I mean, we were pretty much going for about a year and a half, almost straight at that point. Yeah. We had like fucking two weeks off in between each tour, if that. I remember the longest time we had off was two weeks, and that was in September after the Break and Bend Five Finger run. And that was only a break until the second leg? Is that right? No. So we did we, two legs of that tour. Yeah, we did do two legs of that tour. Um, and I believe it was, two, it, was, it was two weeks off. I don't, I don't remember. No, no, this was. Wait, I don't see. I'm. I'm oh no, no, no! I got it. I got it. We had two weeks off, and then we went to Europe with three days grace. That's what it was. Yeah, I got all my laminates like in a frame, and they're like yeah. right there, so I can just kind of look over and see the order. I have them like on a big ass keychain, and they're just mm-hmm. kind of like wrapped up. There's like all the festival bracelets. All I had the... mine like that, um, but for my birthday, my wife like put them in frames where you can see the front and the back, like a floating oh, frame vibe. Oh, dope. So if you wanted to take it off the wall and look at the back, you could still see the dates or whatever, you know? That's pretty heady. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> so w- when did you start touring, Brown? Uh, first like real tour was in uh, 2012. Who'd you go out with? Contortionist. Contortionist. Their uh, first headliner. And uh, the opening bands were Jeff Loomis, Solo Project. Heat. And Chimp Spanner. Oh, and it was, Heat. I'm pretty sure his only tour he ever did in the States. And then uh, the opening bands, Seven Horns, Seven Eyes. I've never heard of them. Which is like a, a band from Seattle. They're sick. They're not around anymore, but... Uh, I was just a a guy who was there. I wasn't the sound guy. I was just like driving the van and loading in and helping set up and moving cases and it's just a roadie, you know. Yeah, you were just brown. Yeah. And they just like having me around, kept me around and they would have always a front of house guy and a tour manager and you know, I would just watch. And I remember the first time like uh West Blaha, he was mm-hmm. our front of house guy. He does like a Mon and Marth now and shit. But uh, he, uh, I remember being a front of house during the contortionist set, and he was like, yo, I have to piss. Can you watch the board? He's like, this is the fader for guitars if you need to boost for a solo. And he dipped. And then I was like, holy shit, this is sick, you know? <laughs> and... uh yeah, then I started just trying to learn 
<clears throat> how to do it. Eventually, they threw me on monitors, so that was kind of my first gig. Okay, doing, doing monitors like sound wise, and then then you became what is now known as Robbie Brown Sound. You damn right. <laughs> you definitely, uh, you know, everyone always compliments us on our on our front of house mix, and oh, you know, we're really to hear. we're really great to we're really grateful to have you. And the and the great job that you do, you make the bad boys sound real good. You know, you could always boost that bass a little bit in, the, in front of the house, but you know, yeah, no, nah, turn that shit down, dude. <laughs> it's on the tracks. <laughs> oh, so when did you actually start your first um, front of house? Like when you're like, all right, I'm the front of house guy now. Um. My first tour doing sound was a tour called The Road to Metal Fest. And it was a tour leading up to New England Metal Fest. Okay. And it was Contortionist, Glass Cloud. Um, Damn, Glass Cloud? Fucking, I think, Reflections and Within the Ruins, I think, was the tour. I'm pretty sure. Mm. And uh, I worked for every band on the tour doing Jesus. sound. Right? And I would just charge them 20 bucks a show. It was my first time, like, really getting paid on tour, too. I did, like, roadie, just, like, doing whatever work for basically free for, like, a year. Damn. Just for, like, PDs and whatever. Yeah. And then, so it was cool to, like, start making money. And, yeah, pretty much from that point, which was 2013, all the way to... Oh, so it was only a year after you started touring. Yeah. And, uh... But, you know, I already had a pretty good sense of audio because I had a mixer at home so that I could record drums and then play guitar over the drums yeah. and, like, make my own band or whatever. Yeah. Before, there was all these fancy audio interfaces. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, from that point all the way to 2018, I consistently worked for the contortionist who toured, like, all year, like, that whole time. Tam. And other gigs in between, you know? Well, I know that you got in you got hooked up with us because you did a tour doing front of house for Maytal. Right. And then, you know, Doc was playing guitar. And Doc was like, Yo, we gotta get this guy. And, you know. It's so funny how it worked out because I, I did that one tour with Maytal. I think it was in twenty fifteen. Yeah. And I I hadn't really talked to Doc since, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, he posted on Instagram that zombie was number one song. Mm -hmm. And I commented on the picture and was like, don't forget about your boy over here. (laughs) And that's it. Right. (laughs) And then I got a call from Doc, you know, and he was like, yo, I'm gonna put you in touch. And uh, and ended up fucking working out. (laughs) And then you've been there since fucking April, April 20th, 2018. That's right. I can't forget that date. <laughs> that was when Dozen Conky had the dab, the bad dabs. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that 420, you threw away my chicken sandwich. <laughs> you took four or five dabs. And then we ripped, four, yeah. we ripped with uh, Jonathan Davis and Seven Dust. Yeah. And, and uh, Death and Punch. D- was it Death Punch? Yeah, Death Punch was there. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was Jonathan Davis. Yeah, that was Jonathan Davis. I th- we were the opening band too. That was like yeah, that whole first, first year. Yep. That whole first year was just like, all right, boys, first on. <laughs> Even at the big festivals, like we'd play first. Carolina like, Rebellion. I remember that one really but well. It was fucking packed. Like they were like, all right, boys, time to get up there. It's like fucking eleven forty-five, twelve forty-five. I know, dude. Insane. And we ran out of merch. Day, we'd have to drive like, we'd have to drive like fucking twelve hours to another festival, and then drive twelve hours all the way back. <laughs> yeah, well, because we were doing um, fill-in dates with Hollywood and Ted. Yeah. So we were doing like this little festival run of all you know the the southeast festivals, all the you know like the Welcome to Rockville, Rockfest, Carolina Rebellion, but then it's like we had shows in Texas and Louisiana. Like in between yeah. those days, and it was just it's you know, brutal, but it's fun. Like Josh fucking driving the van. <laughs> oh man, yeah, fucker, fucker. Um, yeah, we, dude, we we all slammed. Yeah, I remember John drove the van a lot too, then too. He did, he loved driving the van. Yeah, me and him would be up in the front seat just fucking picking tunes, just like blasting yeah. tunes while everyone's snoring in the back, <laughs> just ripping. Yeah, just like. <laughs> Just just ripping butts and ripping Huey Lewis in the news. Trash snacks all in the cup holder. <laughs> just sunflower seeds and Sour Patch Kids fucking everywhere. Just like bottles of Coca-Cola everywhere. Yeah. Or like, oh, no, at at, the, at that time, Chris and John were drinking those like espresso, like double espresso shots. Oh, those are deadly. I drink the fuck out of those, dude. <laughs> so I want I want you to tell me two different stories right now. Okay. I want I want you to tell me the funniest experience you've had on tour with me. And then I want you to tell me the most fun experience you've had on tour with me. The most funny and the most fun? Yeah. Fuck, man. There's so many good ones. <laughs> Let's start with the funniest. The funniest situation with Conky. Oh, man. I don't know, man. There's been really? a lot of shit go down. I got to pinpoint one situation right now. Just first thing that comes to mind. Oh, man. I, the first thing that comes to my mind that's just fucking hilarious are your rips, man. <laughs> truly. Truly the rips, man. Like, uh, and And we can go into... There's multiple uh, tiers of rips that you fall within, right? <laughs> so the pre-show ones, yeah, and, and then the bunk rips. The bunk rips. Yeah, the bunk <laughs> rips. What what's a bunk rip? Oh, just letting them out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's some nights it's unfortunate to be near your bunk, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You can't win them all, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's really funny because I remember John used to do the rips, and like oh, they yeah. were they were pretty, you know. At first they started pretty good, and then uh, just the time he's like, "All right, boys, you know we we just got to go out there and you know do what we do." <laughs> and then um, I don't know why, I think I volunteered to do a rip, and it was like Doc's birthday or John's birthday. I I, I don't remember. Yeah. And they're just like, nah, Conky's the fucking guy. Dude, it's just so good. And I'm not always there for him, so when I am, it's a fucking treat, you know? 
I'm um, usually in front of house already. Yeah. But what's kind of what's kind of cool is that uh, uh, there were you know we'd always have the wireless mic would be like on the side when you guys were doing your rip. Mm-hmm. So like I could hear the rip. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit coming from the mic, you know. Yeah. So I, I would know when you guys were done and you were about to come on, you know. <laughs> um, there was, uh, and it's funny because like with the rips, there's obviously some days that, you know, aren't you know great days on tour or whatever. Oh, but you know, know you, you, you you still you still I still got to come in hot with the with the rip. And uh, you know what? Not all of them are gold. <laughs> But, like, I remember when we were doing, um, we had that tornado scare. You were there for that, right? Oh, dude, that was brutal, yeah. At Rock USA, or I think that's mm-hmm. where it was, or. Yeah. And, uh, like, your boy was like, okay, like, we're probably not going to play. And yeah. then. We were all kind of, we were about to pack up. And so I decided to start drinking tequila. <laughs> Oh boy! With Brad, I don't know if I, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. And with uh, three days, Brad. Yeah, yeah. My fucking holy shit. Me and him, me and him are fucking just little troublemakers on yeah. tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like probably three or four, three or four cocktails in, and then you're like, all right, boys. I'm like, Jesus, James, real quick. <laughs> and then like, you know, I ran all the way up the hill to go to where the stage is and like, I was getting all ready, plugging everything in and fucking. Everyone's getting golf carts sent over. Oh, I didn't do that. Ran up the hill. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that was probably, I think that is actually when I was like granted the the title of Rip, Rip Master. Rip Master was after that rip of that show. I don't think I was there for that one. No, you definitely were not. Yeah, that was we were too rushed trying to get everything done. <laughs> that was but, a that was a ridiculous show though. I remember like one of my bass heads like went out. <laughs> it was yeah. a heat show though. Yeah, for sure. It was really fun. Um, but can you think of the funnest moment? With Conk, I think that one of my most fun days in general, which you participated in, which I'm so happy that you did, because some of the other guys didn't come. But remember that day off we had in Prague when we were out in Europe and with three days, and we fucking we walked like everywhere. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And we were we were getting all the treats, all the street treats, the yeah. fucking ice cream we got. Yeah. We like walked through like that big ass park, and they had like a sausage and beer stand. And whose ice cream was it that just got like beasted? I think it was. It was just covered. It was either Loopy's. (laughs) It was either Loopy's or Randy's. That show was hilarious, dude. (laughs) Dude, oh man! Speaking of just getting your food or drink just wrecked, a random memory just came to mind about uh, Nick Nick Rubin. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. So. One time, me and him and Diamante, we were out in Gen Pop getting a, we won one of them big ass beers, right? One of them $25 mm-hmm. big ass arena beers. We waited in line forever, dude. We finally got them. We we're walking back to the dressing room. <laughs> some fucking, uh, some old guy that was working in the backstage 
just like pulled out of nowhere and just slammed in the nick and his beer <laughs> went fucking everywhere dude this like massive beer he just drenched just covered in it dude he was furious <laughs> but uh i it was also fucking hilarious didn't he call that guy an r word too oh he went off dude i <laughs> i call him every name in the fucking book dude that dude don't give a fuck it's hilarious yeah, we've had it's so funny just like thinking about like the beginning stages of us touring. I know. Because I mean, right? you know, n- like not really a lot of people, like unless you've been like following us since day one, they don't really know that side of the wolves. Right. You know, like the van days with the U Haul trailer. Yeah, man. We did it <laughs> for a couple weeks. <laughs> it was like, it was three weeks. Yeah. And yeah. then. And then we went on the Shine Down Death Punch tour, and we had uh, the fuck. Nugget. That's one I I, th- I thought it was something before the Nugget. No, it was a Gold Nugget. It was the first bus, dude. That bus hell old man. <laughs> and uh, I was on that bus with Contortionist before I toured with you guys. Yeah, I remember. I remember you told me that. Yeah. So, and you know, to me, it was a decent bus. <laughs> I didn't know better, to be honest, at the time. <laughs> And then, you know, most of most of the tours, besides Europe and an occasional tour in the states, I was doing van tours. Yeah, fair. You know. Yeah, the fucking golden nugget. Remember that one tour where we had like four different buses in the span of a week? Dude, I didn't want to be alive anymore. Showing week. up like fifteen, twenty minutes before we played. Dude, multiple times. Yeah, like three that- or four shows in a row. Bus just kept breaking down. We get a different bus. That bus would break down, and since I was also the TM, like it was, I was like trying to get a new bus. I was like trying to t- uh, call the t- other TMs, let them know that we weren't going to be showing up. And then I was trying to hit the venue up, and then we were late for a fucking radio thing. So yeah. I was like trying to contact them, and it was like, oh my god! And there was, it wasn't just one day. Yeah, of that it was multiple, it was fucking multiple. Yeah, that days. was that was a rough week. I think we were all just like Jesus, just like I, I think I, I think I left like a bag on one of the other, like not the golden nugget because I could have gotten that back, right? But it was on like the white bus, I think. Oh damn! Now he's got the one hitter. Well, you gotta unveil my shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Everyone everyone it's, knows Robbie Brown smokes weed. Who cares? It's, C- it's CBD. It's CBD weed? Hell no, I ain't no CBD weed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just remember like that week being super fucking stressful. And it was like right at the tail end of that tour. I think it was I think that was the Shinedown. That was the Shinedown Death Punch tour. So that was our first tour in a bus. Yep. And then we played the rave in Milwaukee, and <laughs> that was one of the days that we were fucking really late. It's like one of the it's literally rated like the worst sounding venue in the country. Yeah, and we showed up twenty five minutes before our set. <laughs> and it's not just an easy load in. It's you're no. going up a. It's from like the year seventeen eleven. This <laughs> elevator, and motherfuckers are pulling it up by ropes and shit. If we were playing all the way on the top floor. Yeah. The load-in was, like, insane, dude. And uh, since it wasn't uh, 
it was like an off show that Shine Down yeah. wasn't playing. It was Star Set. Yeah, it was just Death us Punch. and Death Punch. It wasn't Star Set too. I don't know. Either way, I didn't have my tour console because it was on the on the tour. You oh, know? the tour truck, yeah. Right, and so it was just like total throw and go, dude. Yeah, insane. We did it though. Yeah, and it wasn't bad either. Honestly, it was fine. Yeah, you wouldn't say that that was the best Bad Wolf show ever. Oh, fuck no, dude. <laughs> what What is the best Bad Wolf show ever? Like something that what's something that sticks out in your mind? Um, something that immediately comes to mind is the uh, those shows that we did. Um, I think they were both with Manson, actually. Oh, before we did the uh, before we did before we went out with uh, Death Punch and Three Days Grace, right? We did like a couple shows, and and, and uh, the one we played at, I think the venue was called the Zoo. Yeah, the Zoo Amphitheater in Oklahoma City. Dude, that was such a dope ass show, dude. Was like, it? it was, yes, I have uh, all kinds of. Uh, I have a whole folder in my phone just labeled front of house, just mm-hmm. every front of house video I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. And that one's just like, damn, <laughs> you know, that was when Conky was all ripped too. That, that was rip conk, dude. Yeah. Full prime. <laughs> yeah. Now Manson will probably never have another, never a show like that ever again. Yeah. Well, I don't personally know the guy, you know, but, uh, he didn't oh. look, friendly <laughs> i don't know he was hammering room was next to ours and i was like i was trying to stay away dude i didn't want to run into him it scares the shit out of me dude um he was <laughs> hammered like nine, he's like nine foot show. seven dude yeah he was hammered drunk too um I, I, yeah i i think i slightly remember that i remember doc we were because we were in a van just for those two shows um i remember yeah, the, we were in the trailer we, fell off Oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. We had Steve, Stephen Odom, with us. Yeah, the homie. Yeah, I bet that gave that guy fucking PTSD flashbacks. He was, <laughs> he was, he was driving. In, <laughs> he was driving, but he was also in a fucking. He was also in that um, accident with Dillinger. That's right. Him and Loopy. <laughs> Wait, was Loopy in that? Yeah, he he was in that and the Baroness one. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um. But I remember me and Doc were sharing a hotel room that night, and we were like, "Fucking, we went out and you know had, went and had some some conch tails and some Doc tails after <laughs> after the show." And um, he was telling me that Manson came into our dressing room, and it was like Doc, and I can't remember who else was in there, but Manson came into the dressing room, and he was like, "This looks like a drug deal." And he's like, what? He goes, is this a drug deal? And Doc's like, no. He goes, well, I'm looking for a drug deal. Uh, wow. That's a, <laughs> is that a pick, a drug, a pickup line, a drug pickup line? Yeah. I think it was. Like, how many times has that worked for him? You think? Um, well, I mean, it's probably worked a decent amount of times. Yeah. That's his go-to. Yeah. Well, he definitely asked the wrong guys. <laughs> See, I could be in a crowd of a million people on some Where's Waldo shit. Mm-hmm. I could tell you immediately which guy has weed in his pocket <laughs> just by looking at him. Just by looking at him? 
even from afar. Even from afar, you'd be like, yo, I bet that guy's got weed. Dude, I've never failed. Never failed. Never. I'm going to put this to the test next time Next time the bad boys go out. Doesn't matter where in the world. Never failed. Damn. Yeah. Just a skill. You just got to... It's easy to point them out, dude. Truly. Do they look like me? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> they look I like mean, me. <laughs> I mean, there was a time where, you know... I did. I did partake in the in the devil's lettuce, mainly the electric lettuce, because I had that little ripper in my bunk. I'm more of an analog lettuce type <laughs> type of guy. <laughs> but uh, after those dabs, dude, like it like really. I really think it fucked up my THC perceptor or receptors. I had a moment recently that was uh, probably similar to what you went through that day. The fear. I had the ultimate fear. Like, almost wanted to call 911 fear from what, weed. Like what, me. Like, yeah. can you? It's like unbelievable, right? What, what, did, what did you do? Did you eat like. My sister was in town and yeah. she had. She lives in Colorado. She brought these edibles. Mm. And she, like, gave me them. There was four of them in a bag. They were gummies. Small, too. She said, I ate four of these on the way here, and they didn't do anything. And so did my husband. They didn't do anything. Do you want them? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I just took two and then went, literally went to bed. And I woke up like 20 minutes later, and I was like, full trip. <laughs> it was, I was a fucking frightened, bro. <laughs> like, I think that, uh, I think that they, maybe all the, the THC melted into the ones that I ate. I don't yeah. know. But, well, I know uh, that like edibles, edibles are, are weird because I remember there was multiple times that I, when I was out doing, um, trade shows, like setting up Wi-Fi for trade shows, you know, doing that IT shit. And a lot of the, a lot of the, the people that I work with, you know, to calm down at the end of the day would have like edibles. Cause we, we were mainly in Vegas. So, right. you know, they have the, they have the fucking Walmart weed store out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember... Like, I would go and I would get edibles, and I was like, because I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to get a cartridge and, and some edibles and just see. And I remember one night, I was trying to fucking go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. Like, it was just a long-ass day at work, and uh, I was, like, texting with one of my work buddies, and he's like, dude, just take, like, two of, two of these, and it was, like, these, like, peach rings. They were, like, 20 milligrams each, mm-hmm. and I ate them fucking nothing <laughs> and i had like this thing of gummy bears i think they were like 10 milligrams each so yeah. i just said fuck it it's either gonna be a really funny story or whatever and i just took a handful of them nothing <laughs> this doesn't sound like it's gonna go good no i woke up the next day like fine really Dude, I I ate over 120 milligrams, apparently 120 milligrams of THC. The key I hear is to eat something else with it. Really? Yeah. They say if you eat an edible, if you eat just like a fucking cracker, anything to just digest with it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't fucking know. But that's yeah. what I've that's what I've heard. But anytime I've anytime I've done the edibles, like, and I always try just a little bit, just to make sure. You know, we don't want Conky laying in the in the front bench of a van, you know, 
with the fear. You guys coming in? You got the fear? Stop saying that word. Right. <laughs> and um, then the next day, I thought I was still fucked up because I accidentally grabbed your glasses instead of mine. That might be the funniest <laughs> thing that you've ever done to me. That that shit was fucking hilarious, dude. Uh, I actually had two really funny moments in a hotel room on that tour with in that week. Yeah. Yeah. You you put my glasses on by accident and thought that you were still high. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, me and Fucker, the first time I ever met Josh, right, was the night before the first tour. Yeah. Where me and him were sharing, or it was the night before the first Hollywood show. He joined us. Yeah, it was in like Kansas City. Right. It's exactly. So we shared a hotel room that night. And that's when I met him. And uh, he's like, hi, man, you smoke weed? And I was like, yeah, dude. He's like, I'm brought like a half ounce. I got all these pins. And it's just so funny that he did that because he like didn't really smoke. Like I've known Josh for like two or three years now. He doesn't really smoke that often, you know? Yeah. He's like a he's like, he's like hey, a, a little one hitter. He's like I fly with weed everywhere. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? Uh, so we we smoke. We get all stoned, right? We're I'm on my bed. He's on his bed. We're watching. I think it's like CSI, some kind of uh, detective vibe show, right? Mm-hmm. And the uh, there's a narrator that keeps saying things that are happening. Like uh, Lisa opens the door. Like yeah, in between these people, the, right? It's it's the blind audio uh, yeah, narration, well, bro. It took us a while to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching the show. <laughs> we're both stoned as hell. We're sitting there, and Josh goes, "I don't know why the hell they keep doing that." <laughs> and I'm like, "Me either, dude." I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And yeah, I actually found out we're watching a, a fucking CSI for blind people. I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> I, that happened idiot. to me once and it like stone cold sober like i accidentally hit a button on my tv remote and i was like watching something yeah. and i heard a voice i don't remember what i was watching i think it was like probably batman begins like bruce wakes up and i'm just like what the fuck was that <laughs> and i'm like oh i have the fucking audio narration on yeah that's so yeah it's so funny when you don't know it's there you just it scares the, the shit out of you happening dude yeah <laughs> I remember we were in San Antonio and I think it was like was it you me and Chris sharing a room? It sounds about right. On the Hollywood and Dead tour and we got those <clears throat> we got that pizza and wings in San Antonio and it was like oh, the worst pizza. It was terrible. And the wings yeah. were like this big, like fucking <laughs> and they were all burnt to a crisp. Little crickets. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was, cricket. And I remember, yeah. like, I remember being super broke at the time too, and I like sprung extra for the wings. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, all right, guys, I got eight bucks and quarters here. I'm we're going in on the wings. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll put it on the pie, but I want I want to get some wings too. I'll pay for it. It's got fried roaches, <laughs> pretty much fried roaches <laughs> with like fucking wishbones. <laughs> San Antonio, man, my dad's moving there. Next month, actually. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, he's bought a house in San Antonio. Like, oh, well, everyone's okay. fucking moving to Texas, man. Yeah, I mean, shit. I, I, I would move to Texas. Fuck it. This is probably a super unpopular opinion, and people from Tejas don't hate me. I'm not really 
I mean, Texas is fine, but I sure as fuck wouldn't live there. There's there's some places in Texas that I get down with, man. I like Houston and I like Dallas. Hmm. Houston's Houston's meh, I think. You know, I have a I, lot of good memories there, man, and I like downtown. And yeah, same goes to Dallas. Dallas is cool. I've had a really I've had a lot of good times in Dallas. You ever play Trees? Oh fuck yeah, I played Trees. Yeah, man. So many fucking times I played. That was the there. first that was the first time I ever met Vinnie Paul. We were there on I think it was we were we I played there once within this moment in two thousand and nine. And then I played there again in two thousand thirteen. We were on a it was it was Scar the Martyr. It was like a ten show run. And it was like mm-hmm. us and I set to kill. And uh, and I remember Vinnie Paul came out to the show because you know him and him and Joey were friends. And uh, I was like, "Yo, I'm making out fucking Vinnie Paul right now." <laughs> <laughs> and he was sweet, and he's like, "Come on, we're going, we're going to fucking." Uh, I forgot what his strip club was called. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, the clubhouse, oh. clubhouse. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, we're going to Vinnie Paul's strip club." And I had ate something really bad that night. So I, I didn't I didn't go in. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty shot. I uh, met Vinnie Paul in Vegas at the Maytal show. We played the uh, House of Blues. I love that House of Blues, man. It's a really dope. Uh, I mean, I think the backstage area could be a little bit bigger, but um, yeah, I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't remember what it looks like, honestly. I, I think it's just mainly just because I've been there a few times, but I remember with my old band that I was with for a while, Conflict of Interest, this mm-hmm. was post in this moment, pre Scar the Martyr. So like, you know, in 2012. Right. And uh, I remember we were like doing a bunch of random gigs around Vegas. And we had, we had like gotten a whole bunch of fucking like companies to sponsor our show. There was like five or six bands. We were headlining and we got fucking Bacardi to sponsor it. Damn. And, uh, fuck, arrogant, arrogant bastard. Like that oh, fucking sponsoring the whole tour. No, it was, it, this was just a show. Oh. And so it was like a five dollar show, and a fucking open bar till ten. Jesus. Dude, that I've never seen that House of Blues so packed before. That's lit. Yeah, like I felt like I was like. On top of the world, you know, headlining <laughs> sets. the The place was they wouldn't let any more people in. Yeah, but you know, free booze, free booze will do it. Or will do it, you know. Yeah, that's fire. That's sick as fuck. Um, yeah, he was at the bar, at that House of Blues or whatever, and like me, me and Billy O got a picture because Billy was on that tour, mm. as well. And. uh I, I really wanted him to be on Bad Wolves, a Bad Wolves tour, you know. I wanted yeah. to have Billy out with us so bad. I think does it was going to happen. But, does he do monitors? Know. No, or he what? does light. He does lights. Lights, that's what it is. And he's also, like, like the industry's best merch guy, you know. He's top tier, homie. Yeah, well, you know, we got Fucker and Nigel. <laughs> that's right, Nigel, man. Motherfucker, he never returns my calls, dude. If you're listening to this right now, you can fucking burn an L, kid. Piece of shit. <laughs> fucking Nigel. He turned 21 on that tour. 
I know. I, I love giving that kid shit. I don't know why. Because he's 21. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, just turned fucking 30. I know. Uh, I know. Brown just turned 30. Dude, your boy is going to be 35 this year. Yeah. It's just an so, interesting uh, thing to say out loud. You know? Yeah. I was 32 when we start when we started touring. Chris was 29. Yeah. That's crazy. But, you know, I don't know, you just like uh when my dad was 30, he had a 12-year-old me. He had a 12-year-old kid. Just like little brown running around fucking playing with like uh my first my first fucking console from play school. Dude, 12, dude? My first sound full, console? Full digital when I was 12. <laughs> I didn't have Super Nintendo. I had motorized faders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just can't imagine having a fucking 12-year-old right now. I don't, yeah, that's weird, that'd right? Be insane. Yeah. That's weird. Um, We saw Eddie the other day. Eduardo. I love the man. He's a good... He's a good good person yeah he was out here doing omar apollo and uh he came by to just kind of hang out and help us you know get the new bw hq set up yeah and i know he like did some work on one of chris's guitars or something yeah but uh it was good to see him like considering that like i talked about this on the podcast with uh with elliot coleman because elliot knows him too yeah and i was like that guy yeah, really had it cut out for him and we didn't pay him enough <laughs> Like he literally did everything. Well, you know, I think that's what it need. I think that's what needed to happen. Yeah. You don't get to do your first tour. Oh, that ever. was his first tour. Not only was it his first tour, it was the first time he ever was on an airplane. It was the first time that he like went outside of the New York area. Oh you know? shit. So, you know, first tour, first bus, first plane first tour is an arena tour you know yeah he had, to, he had to pay his dues somehow everyone's got to pay their dues or they end up being shot yeah but then i remember he went and started working for all that remains mm -hmm. for jason richardson and, and was he working for bubble too i don't remember mm, definitely two people so it was either i think it was bubble so it was either Richardson and Ollie or Richardson and... Because I remember Chris would always give him a hard time about Jason Richardson. <laughs> oh, yeah. So would I. Because Eddie would never smoke weed with me. And, he, and I, I talked to him. He's like, by the way, I smoked weed. And I was like, with who? He's like, Jason. I'm like, bro. I'm like, you're telling me that I have to be like God-tier guitar player for you to do something with me? But you'll do it with him. He's like, no, it's not like that. I'm like, it is like that, bro. <laughs> I'm like, if Petrucci was like, yo, hit this blunt, you would fucking rip the shit out of it, dude. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite videos of all time is Snoop Dogg smoking this blunt. Mm -hmm. People are taking this photo or whatever. And he's like, kind of posing for him while he's smoking it, and he goes to pass it to this dude to his left or whatever, and the guy doesn't take it, and he fucking elbows him. He's like, yo, take it, motherfucker. You know, and the guy uh -huh. takes it, and then it's like a fucking cop. He rips it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I but saw Snoop that. hands you the blunt. You hit the blunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still remember there was like a video of John. We were on the 
the P Roach tour because Eddie mm-hmm. couldn't Eddie couldn't finish the tour. That's right. So we had Tim we had Tim come out, and uh, I fucking I forget where we were. I think we were in Dallas. We were in Texas somewhere, and that's when Tim came out. Yeah, and there was that video that John took of like Eddie showing Tim like all of our gear and. <laughs> Hey Bert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh there's, there's a guitar stand, it's a paperweight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was classic. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna text John and see if he still has that. Cause that He's was got so- some of the most funniest fucking videos, dude. The the uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> one from Europe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just using a do rick and a fucking max on scream tuber. Yep. Come on, man. <laughs> That's the most amazing scream one. tuber. Scream tuber. Oh man. Oh, there we go. There's that scream tuber. Yeah, that's what they call it. The tube scream. <laughs> so what is what have you been doing, Brown, through all this fucking ridiculousness? Dude, it's coming up like next week is a year since we played our last show. Yeah. Well, this year. I mean, I did. I did two things with you guys. Yeah, you came out for the bad boys twice. Um, that's the only like live sound type of thing that I've done this whole year. Um, and then did a cover with some homies. I heard it. It was dope. Meshuga cover. Thank you. I have uh, not put out the video yet. Still, I'm not really waiting on anything. I just haven't done it. No, you're just yeah, a piece of shit. It's fine. Pretty much, you know. <laughs> um, and then working on another project that I think is turning out pretty cool with some homies. I showed it to you the other day. Yeah, yeah it was good. Um, it was really good. Yeah, you're damn right. I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, I bought a house at the beginning of the year, which yeah. could have really been a turn for the worst, to be honest. I didn't yeah. realize that... Uh, you know, this would still be going down right now. Yeah. But I've just been working on it a lot because I bought it with the intention of sort of fixing it up a little bit and reselling it and maybe sometime, you know, in a few years or something. Yeah. So I don't know. And in, in a way, it's like 2020 let me do a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to do that I never could do, like get a house and fix it up and get married and get pregnant and got yeah. a new car brown's you know? gonna be a brown's gonna be a daddy yeah first so, time man but so if, if if you're if you're gonna be the dad what does that make me grandpa <laughs> a grandpa conk yeah papa <laughs> pop up yep oh, papa man. conk um i know that like you know, I've been talking about it with Doc. Like, Doc is, like, real. He's like, there's going to be touring this year, motherfucker. And he, like, <laughs> puts, yeah. like, his whole thing. I'm like, bro, all right. I'm just doing a you right now. <laughs> what, if, what if there's not? Right. Oh, oh, there will be. I'm like, okay, Doc. Let me tell you something about well, uh, Doc Coyle. <laughs> what Doc Coyle's thinking about. <laughs> Because, you know, he uh, always he always has, like, the responses, but, like, you know, the butt yeah. And I tried to butt yeah him, and he wouldn't let me butt yeah him. 
Yeah, but yeah, will only deliver. They will not accept. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I love Doc Coyle. And honestly, dude, yeah, the uh, the new the new HQ is it's dude. It's been really fun just jamming with the boys. Dude, you know <laughs> that I wanted to fucking come out there so bad and help you guys, man. I know, uh, but didn't work out. But hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah. Hopefully soon. I'm dying well, to get my hands on some, some audio buttons. equipment. Yeah. I got all these new mics. I only used them one time, dude. Damn. We're using all these. We're using all the old mics. Yeah. You got my snare mic though. That's that's a good snare mic. The what? What is it? The A. It begins with the A. It's the I five. I five. Yeah. I mean, it's basic, bare bone, but to me, it's the. Uh, it's just I won't use anything else. Yeah, I mean, dude, it sounds good. I remember we switched out John's snare the other day. Like, I don't know what was going on with his, with his other snare, but like, you know, the motherfucker's got snares up his ass. Yeah. And we, I think he put on like a brass snare, and uh, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> but it's been really fun jamming. Like, I I don't know. Like, I feel like any time that we've gotten together this year to practice, it's been for. Like a, a it's like an event coming up, and I mean, you know, we are kind of practicing, you know, to audition new singers and shit. But like, the, to me anyway, it feels a lot less stressful. Like just jamming to get tight, not like, oh, we got to film this, we got to do this, we got to do this. But it's been, it's I don't know. Like I find myself during the jams just like, like you know, fucking dancing around or fucking. You know, just having just a good time it. and kind of like remember, like, oh yeah, being in being in a band that's really fun. Yeah. And uh, so you know, even though I try to butt yeah dot coil, I am, and I'm not sure if there's going to be tours this year. I am definitely I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I'm certain. I'm certain that you are wrong and that dot coil is right. And that and that and that's great. I really hope I'm wrong in this situation. I hope I'm dead wrong. I mean, I'm no fucking... I don't work for the goddamn CDC, right? Yeah. I work for the THC, all right? <laughs> uh, if, the way I look at it is uh, we got a goddamn packed out Super Bowl. We got Iowa, no mask anymore. They don't have that shit going anymore. You don't yeah. have to wear a mask in Iowa. And there's shit like that popping up in all these states, right? Well, I know New York, they're opening up um arenas and indoor venues at 10% capacity like the big ones like stadiums right. arenas right we got we got the vaccine i know mad motherfuckers that have already gotten it i'm waiting for mine man doc coil already got his man yeah yeah everyone's going to get it or or whatever and if they don't it's there as an option you can get it you know yeah. so it's like uh i don't know if you don't get it and you get sick it's like well you made that decision or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, at that point, what separates it from any other thing? Like, you know, last yeah. year I wasn't afraid to get polio. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and any, any other thing, I wasn't yeah. afraid to get the flu because there's a vaccine or whatever. And I don't know. I, there's yeah. Packed out Super Bowl. We got all these football games ripping full blown, you know. Yeah. Well, there was there was twenty twenty two thousand people at the Super Bowl, which 
I think that place held 50, 50,000 people. It's um, still a stack, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the biggest amphitheater show we ever played was like 22,000. Yeah, that's a stack of homies, dude. Yeah, that's a lot of motherfuckers. So, I don't know. You're telling me in, fa- in the fall we can't play some freaking tours, dude? Do well, some, st- some gigs? You know I really I mean? think these next, like March, April, and May, I really think are are going to be the months that really dictate how the rest of this year is going to go. Right. Um, depending on how fast we can continue to get out these uh, vaccinations. And I know the Johnson & Johnson vaccination is coming out. And uh, I know a lot of people who want a vaccination who are maybe not high risk are probably going to get the Johnson & Johnson one because it's one shot. You know, you don't have to go back six weeks later. It's just one and done. Right. And uh, it's like 65, 65 or 75% effective against getting COVID. It's 85% um, effective against being seriously hospitalized. And it has a 99.9999999% chance, uh, protective chance against dying. So at like the major qualifications that like the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine have, you know, uh, the likelihood of dying being almost 100% gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be more available and easier because like, do you really want to go in and get two shots when you can just go and have one and be like, cool. Right. Of course. I got it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm fine with getting the Moderna or Pfizer. I think I would prefer the Pfizer. I don't know why. Maybe because <laughs> I like the name better. <laughs> just sounds smarter when you're saying it. Yeah. I got the Pfizer. <laughs> yeah. I got that Pfizer. You guys heard about the Fies? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's only just because, you know, you know, your boy's got asthma. And, that, and that's it. Like, I'm down for the, the full the full two-shotter. For sure. Um, I don't know, man. I'm the kind of guy that uh, I don't buy the new iPhone or the new Xbox when it first comes out because, uh, you know, it might have bugs or something. Yeah. He's got to wait for he's got to wait for it to just take its toll. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I might just uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the, there's no traces of actual COVID in these in these vaccines. No, no, I'm not saying that I'm afraid of that or something. I'm just saying that uh, I maybe I'll wait a, a, a couple more months or something to do it. You know, just to make sure I know which one. I would want to get, yeah, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe they figure out that one of them is shot. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Who knows? I mean, you know, the Germans designed that shit. So I'm not, you know. I'm not into new shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, man, like, cause you just I, don't know. Yeah. Honestly though, if there happens to be something that like comes out in like a year, like, Oh, this vaccine was, wasn't good. And the, but this vaccine was like, you know, Everyone's just got four cocks. Yeah, in a year. <laughs> but like honestly, to me, being able to go back and I, I would take that risk because oh, if if something detrimental like happens with the vaccine, but I'm able to go like because I don't want to live like this for for <sighs> another year, dude. Me either. I I would much rather take my chances, take the vaccine, 
and be able to go back to a normal life than just sit here and do nothing, you know? Right. I feel like uh, I don't have any, like, uh, health thing, knock on wood, you know, that uh, I don't have asthma or any issues like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily feel in a huge hurry. Yeah. You know I, do. I, mean? I haven't gotten COVID yet, knock on wood. Right. As well. Um and I don't want to. And if I do, I would at least I would rather have the vaccine all up in my body. I feel that. Just I mean, and just for the fact that, you know, I have asthma, my mom has leukemia, like, mm-hmm. and I'm the only one around. To help my mom. So if I get sick and something happens to my mom, like. Or you get, you know, you don't want to get her sick either. Whatever, exactly. You know, yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel you. So man. we there's both have. So for me personally. To have it, you know. Yeah. So for me personally, like, I mean, I don't care if, you know, it doesn't affect me. Sort of. If someone doesn't want the vaccine. Right. Do I think it's a little irresponsible? Maybe, but that's just my personal opinion. I'm, doesn't yeah, mean I'm, I'm not gonna... saying that I don't want to get it. I, no, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not you know saying how you, you are. You know how you were like the Johnson and Johnson one is only one, and it's the, these are the, the the this is the deal with it, and blah blah blah. Like, yeah, you like know facts about this shit. Like I don't. You know, I did, I haven't done any research on this kind yeah. of stuff. Like I don't know any information, um, and I just feel like I would like to know maybe a little bit about which one would be the best one for me to rig up and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I mean, for you, if you don't have any underlying health conditions, like I think for you, the Johnson and Johnson one would be, would be fine. But for like, you know, your wife, I would, I, I, I would suggest, I mean, not that I'm a fucking medical doctor, but I think the Pfizer and Moderna would be better for her. Cause I know that she has some underlying immune issues. Right. Right. Well, doc cocky said, <laughs> I swear to God, just listen to the this podcast. Is, <laughs> this is all my own personal opinion, and I don't hate anyone who doesn't think like I do. This is literally just my opinion. I'm not telling anybody how to live their lives. Yeah, of course. This is just my 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 personal opinion. And if you don't want the vaccine, that's that's fine too. I'm about it. You know, I got vaccinated as a kid. I mean, I got to go and fucking get a tetanus shot soon too. <laughs> you don't want to be getting tetanus out here. <laughs> Tetanus. Um, so I'm just curious because I know a few people who live in in uh, in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. like you do. Like, do you have one of them old haunted Pennsylvania houses? Oh fuck yeah, I do. Yeah, is that bitch haunted? It's over a hundred years old. You got some spoopy shit going on in that house. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a few instances. Um, the apartment that I lived in before this which was an old house that was turned into apartments. Oh, see, that's where they fucked up. That one um, was more haunted than this one. But this one is, and you know, it's a, I, I, it's like I wouldn't even say haunted because haunted makes it, to me, that that's like automatically like a bad thing. Yeah. But whatever is like in my house that I've witnessed has been like fairly peaceful. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, the most significant thing that's happened in this house was, so I have two cats, Mm -hmm. right? And they love to go in the basement. And the basement 
They love to go smoke weed in the basement. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, it's just a washer and dryer down there. Honestly, there's like nothing down there. Yeah. Um, but uh, it has a chain, right? Mm-hmm. On the door, on it has like a regular door handle plus like a chain lock. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a door, there's like a storm door that you yeah. can get out of the house from the basement. No one could break into that in into that thing down there. But if they did, they'd also have to bust through a chain, you yeah. know, at this door. So I'm I'm upstairs in my office, and I come down, and the basement door is like just like wide open, right? Mm-hmm. Which we never leave that. We never leave it open. And I was like, Jamie was in the living room. I was like, Jamie, why is this door open? She's like, you didn't open it, and I was like, no. She's like, well, about 30 seconds ago, I heard the chain going back and forth like 10, 15 times, and then the door opening, and the cat was trying to get in. Like, apparently, the cat was meowing to go into the basement, Mm. and this homie ghost just hooked it up. (laughs) Just Just opened the door for the cat? Like, hey, come on now. I got some catnip for you. Dude, honestly, yeah. It was like, I, I didn't open it, and she didn't, and there ain't, you know. There ain't nobody else around. I don't live in a place where I know anybody, you know? Yeah. What about what about the so apartment? Weird. What, uh, what the about apartment, the apartment? What was the craziest shit that happened there? The apartment, it was like this old lady that lived under us. Mm-hmm. And her sister used to live in that apartment. And she died in the closet. In the closet? Right? Yeah. It was a big walk-in closet. And it sort of had this built-in little table where people would do do your makeup there or whatever yeah like a vanity and shit in there yeah it was like built into the wall yeah and it was like a studio apartment sort of Mm -hmm. but it had like a kitchen a full kitchen and like but it was small yeah and there was just constantly shit going down in that house man and um uh shit moving Mm. and uh trying to think what else the uh well definitely doors just like opening out of nowhere yeah that was a that was a big one doors closing on their own um mm. dude one time god jamie she scared the shit out of me with this one i was coming back from the kitchen go walking towards the bedroom and she was like she's like yo jesus christ i just saw a dude behind you and he was completely green and she was what? like tripping. She was like tripping about it, and I like turned around all fast. And I just it scared the fuck out of me. And uh, I was like, "You're lying." And she's like, "I'm not lying. I swear. I just saw a full green homie be like he was like right behind you." And then I was just like fucked. Like, like I couldn't sleep for days, dude. <laughs> like the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob. Dude, I don't know. I have no idea, dude. I'm just. I was thinking of all kinds of fucked up shit, dude. I was waiting for this green homie to come back. <laughs> green homie to come back and be like, yo, you got some of that reefer, dog? <laughs> He's the the reefer ghost, the Han Stoners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like how high? Like when they were smoking their homie? Oh, right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Did Jamie smoke her homie? Like a dead homie? <laughs> dude, she, she hates the smell of weed so much. Jamie. Yeah. But she, yeah. but she lets you rip in the office. That's very sweet of her. It's very selfless. Well, yeah, it is. We all, we all give some. We all take some. Yeah. Yeah. And you're taking that weed. 
That's <laughs> my. Uh, that's all I. That's all I got. <laughs> Fucking brown man. Um, well, there is there any other stories that you'd like to share before we uh, before we end this bitch? I think we're going on like almost an hour and a half now. Yeah, let's just keep this going a couple more hours. <laughs> I could talk to you forever, Conk. I've had a million amazing memories with you. Oh, uh, thanks, Brown. You've always been the most pleasant person to be around. And I love on tour that you're always like the most like, you're like so level-headed. You always know exactly what you need to be doing. You're just with it. Sometimes and, uh, I was talking. I was talking to Doc yesterday, and I was like, "I was like, have you ever seen me like get crazy? Like, I've seen you get crazy on the crew like twice." And I'm like, "You know, yeah, I have." And I always felt bad about it, but I've always apologized. I just don't think me and you have ever really conflicted in any way. Out of all the times we've had together, yeah. I, but I've been... definitely yelled at like Johnny or Eddie or Tim. Yeah, I'm sure the stage guys got it a little more than me. Yeah. But I always apologize, you know. I always try to make yeah. it a point, like if I'm if I'm if I have to talk louder than my normal speaking voice, and if and it can come across aggressive, I always make sure to apologize. Oh, remember when your cab wouldn't stop buzzing? You <laughs> that was the most pissed I ever heard seeing you. Well, what where was this? Uh, this was a sound check on the Nothing More Death Punch tour. Mm-hmm. You had a. A, you had a clean amp and a distortion amp and a switcher. Oh yeah, yeah and you yeah. kept getting this hum on, out of one of the channels, and you got so pissed because <laughs> you spent so long trying to figure it out. And we still couldn't figure it out, dude. Honestly, it's just um, like as much as I love the dark glass pedals, they're just noisy. Like the super, like the X Seven is like yeah. their their um um multi band distortion pedal, right. and it distorts how I wanted to. But it's a noisy motherfucker, dude. I even have a mini Zool on my pedal board now. Those are dope, too. And it's like, it just cleans up the signal. Like, you can still tell when the pedal is on. Like, if right. I turned it off, you can definitely tell a, a difference. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, thanks, Brown. I really, yeah, I really appreciate all those nice things that you said about me. And, you know, I'm really hoping that the, the Pepper Crew and the Bad Boys can uh, go out and start, start ripping some gigs again. And I just can't wait for that first rip back. Like, you know, we're, oh, we're backstage, the fucking, the intro's about to roll. Like, that's that's going to be a rip for the ages. Maybe we leave this with one last story, which is the first phone call we ever had. <laughs> Please do. Please when do. When Kyle, I was the tour manager. I didn't know any of these dudes except for Doc. And they all finally got my number, and we started getting everything together. And uh, Kyle calls me. Hey, this is Kyle. I play bass in Bad Wolves. Um, wanted to ask you a question about uh, the tour we have coming up because we're going to Canada. And I was like, sure, yeah, what's up, man? And he was like, I was just wondering if uh, it's cool if I bring my bow and arrow <laughs> through the Canadian border. <laughs> and I don't know this dude. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's cool. <laughs> you that John later in the tour aptly named the Rock and Hammer. The Rock and Hammer, dude. Do you remember how fucking hard we all laughed at that? Because we had been driving the van for like 19 hours straight. We were all yeah. like, we've all lost it already. 
he said rock and hammer and we just like all died dude. well because like he was in the back i think he was in like the way back and that's where mm-hmm. i put it was like the back double doors to like try to stay out of the way and he was like he couldn't get comfortable and he's like oh what's this it's the fucking rock and hammer <laughs> <laughs> i got a, i got a video on my phone of him walking through a pilot gas station with one flip-flop on <laughs> from that from that tour Dude, I remember that. I remember no. that. Or was, well, I with remember a Hawaii, with a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. Well, I remember when you first got into town before we went out to do these shows. I called you to give me a ride home from work. Well, that's right. Because I didn't have my car or something. I, I don't remember yeah. exactly what happened, but I didn't. I didn't have a car at the time. I had a rental. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, Brad, hey, hey, Robbie, can you can you come give me a ride home? <laughs> It was the first couple of interesting days meeting you guys. It, well, it sounds out. like definitely meeting me. I call you one day, be like, yo, can I bring this rock and hammer to Canada? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, can you give me a ride home? Yeah, I guess. And then like the next day, I just smoked your, smoked your fucking brain out by accident. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's man. That's hilarious. Well, I love you so much, Conky, and... Uh, I love you too, buddy. I really appreciate... you the best homie, and uh, I'm happy to have you in my life. No, well, I'm happy to have you in my life, Brown. And uh, thank you for taking the time out of your weed smoking schedule. To oh no, to... you you didn't interrupt. I'm still <laughs> on schedule. <laughs> to come and uh, and do my podcast, and uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. This was Rip Cast Episode One. We're gonna have a total of three, not one, not two, but three. We're gonna have Tim Walker on. We're gonna have Johnny Concanon on. You know, he's the second conk, but the first I had to bring on was the brown sound for Ripcast number one. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week.